0: All right, welcome to Down by the Bank, sponsored by Brewer's Pizza, Orange Park and Clay County's only brew pub. We are affiliated with Big Cat Country. You can find us at bigcatcountry.com as well as on Apple Podcasts. And Google Play and pretty much all the major podcast platforms. This is Corey.
1: Hey guys, what's up? It's Derek. What's up, guys? It's JK3. Quick thanks
0: to Ricky SD Jacks for that awesome five star review on Apple Podcasts. We posted it up on social media. Greatly appreciative of that. We've had such a crazy run of reviews lately. It's insane. So if you happen to be on iPhone or iPad and want to throw us a quick review, that would be great. Uh, Thanks as well to our, as we call it, UK correspondent, Gareth, who also did kind of a cool little recording for us pre, mid and post game after the uh, Jaguars Ravens game at Wembley. Uh, It's about one to two minutes and we uploaded it as a we uploaded it as a little bonus episode a few days ago. Uh, So definitely check that out. It's kind of neat. Just kind of kind of reminded me of like an NPR thing for any of my fellow NPR listeners out there. Um, I know Derek and JK3, you guys are are big listeners of that for sure.
2: Uh, No. Uh. (laughs) No. No, uh, I, I uh, tend to stick to my Apple Music uh, playlists.
0: Gotcha, gotcha.
1: And and I. Tend to stick to anything else, but whatever you're talking about, because I haven't a clue what that is. All right.
0: Well, um, we kind of had, so we're a little bit late on Wednesday recording after the last game. Kind of some extenuating circumstances keeping us from recording super quickly, but uh, we'll try not to beat a dead horse too much on you know too many specific details to that game. But with that being said, we'll get started and chat just a little bit about the epic 44 to seven victory in our second home, the UK, over the Ravens, uh, including NFL MVP. Frontrunner Mercedes Mercedes lewis right i mean that guy is uh awesome <laughs> uh I,
2: I wouldn't say front runner for the mvp but um i think i saw a stat that showed that he had three touchdowns over the last like three seasons and he had three in this game so you can't beat that right, right
0: exactly so that's that's the perfect argument i feel like i mean he's on pace for uh what's uh, the like 30 or something so that's good but uh what derek would you say that that where did that come from? I mean, what caused him to be so successful in that game? Because it was certainly shocking, except to one person, because I don't know if you guys saw Maurice Jones-Drew's uh, prediction beforehand, which I think was more so because he's friends with him. But uh, either way, it turned out to be correct and that he was one of the most productive players of the game. So where did that come from? Because a couple of those passes, it just looked like he was just towering over the, the Ravens' defenders.
1: That's what it is, too. You know, yeah, the whole thing about he's just a blocking tight end, he's in the National Football League, man which means that he can go up and get the football if he needs to use that 6-6 six, six frame. And that's exactly what he did. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And with Blake somehow finding confidence to just throw it up to him and make it to where, hey, if he can't get it, no one else can. And that's what he did. The Ravens linebacking core, besides Mosley and Suggs, they're not that great. Eric Weddle plays free safety, so there's strong safety. I think it's Jefferson. He's not that great either. So to match up, you know, take a... Six-two linebacker or a five-eleven safety, and match him up with with Mercedes. That should be a win all day, regardless what how many years he's been in the league and what he's done the last three years.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. Um, uh, you know, a lot of the plays that they that uh, he scored on, well, the three plays he he scored on were all mismatches. So the first play, he was caught in coverage with a linebacker um, on him, which he's gonna win that nine times out of ten just because of his stride and uh, like you mentioned, his his height. Uh, the second touchdown. Uh, again, you know, he ran a streak right down the middle of the field. Blake caught him in stride, uh, you know, over the over the linebacker again. And uh, that, that third one, I, I called that play. That was I, I saw him, you know, bump out, and I said they're, they're going to run a fade, you know. And that that fade, that perfect ball that Blake threw, uh, you know, that's something that he should be able to do, uh, you know, nine times out of ten. Toss a fade up to the back corner, only put it to where your tallest receiver can get it and use that 6'6 body frame, and and that's what he did, man.
0: Yeah, Ryan Day on Big Cat Country kind of uh, reiterated some of the PFF grades and that uh, Mercedes Lewis was the highest-graded player, I guess, in the game, earning a 91.4. Um, and, and of course, you know with those three touchdown receptions as well. So uh, definitely uh, surprising, that's for sure. Not uh, kind of unexpected. But the big thing that was surprising to me and Derek, you kind of touched on this a little bit, was just the confidence level in Blake Bortles. I mean, are we going to be seeing this all year, where it kind of shifts back and forth from game to game, where one week we feel like he is super awesome, and then the next week we're thinking about the draft already?
1: I don't know if uh, so. We're, we're two and one, right? We've won a game on the road and a game in London. The only thing I can think of when we lost is the Shim Sham room is not in any of those two places or the Ritz or whatever. I I don't know. Okay, there's no telling what's going through his mind. And that's just a little joke. To be honest with you, the biggest thing I saw was the coaching staff made considerable adjustments. And what I mean by considerable adjustments against Tennessee, they tried to do the same exact thing they did against the Texans. There were no adjustments whatsoever and they severely paid for it. There was no coincidence that Mercedes Lewis caught three touchdown passes. That was not a coincidence. That is coaching and that is scouting. Well, next time we play Tennessee, hopefully they change things up. And they're going to have to do this week by week. How many fade routes do you think they ran in the first two games? And then look how many fade routes they ran. And against uh, the Ravens
2: a lot, a lot. It's got to be, it's got to be the adjustments. Um, Like you said, they can't bring the same game plan in week after week, the same, you know, 10, 15 scripted plays, which was in the old regime. No matter what the defense gives us, we are running these 10 plays regardless if there's going to be mismatch, regardless of if they put seven or eight in the box. uh, It's definitely got to take the team, um, you know, planning. And then a different, you know, like you said, any given Sunday, different game plan every week, different installment every week. You got your core package. You got your core, what you're going to do. But if you see some outliers or some things that you can exploit, you damn sure better exploit. Him. Yeah. It, it's a good uh,
0: point with the, the coaching. Cause uh, again, back to uh, BCC, one of the articles they had up there, I think it was by Alfie was that uh, Nathaniel Hackett was essentially like the unsung hero of the week, I guess. And in, in terms of a guy that didn't get a lot of credit for, for how well they had planned that out. So uh, it was definitely good stuff. I mean, it was exciting for sure. I mean, those are some pretty insane stats, 20 of 31, two forty-four yards, four touchdowns. And more importantly with Blake, zero interceptions, which is, which is, which is really good. Um, One thing that, if you want to look at the complete opposite of a good quarterback line, was uh, Joe Flacco. 8 of 18, 28 yards, two interceptions, and a 12% quarterback rating, which is uh, pretty bad. So, um, I know we were kind of talking about this beforehand, and I think, Derek, you had a theory that maybe it was injury-related, but... uh, what was it i mean is our defense awesome or is this guy having issues or what's going on because that is a horrible line
1: obviously receivers timing and all that because he wasn't involved in much offseason work and yeah he's got 10 years in the league and he is a super Bowl champion so you got to give him pay him respect I think he's hurt I think he's hurt and there's nothing is to it or nothing else to it he's playing injured and that's it I'm not buying it <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not buying that at all, man. That defense came to play.
2: The defense set the tone, feeding off of the offense, seeing that they had that hope. I mean, and that's and that's what it was, man. Uh, one thing that probably did help was that, you know, we're going to have a lot of success with statue quarterbacks that sit in the pocket and those pocket passers. You know, we're going to get a really good push from the defensive line upfield. That's going to allow those young ends and uh, Gakwe and Fowler to come up and grab them as well. Um we're going to have some trouble with the mobile quarterbacks. You know, uh, Mariota showed us how he can exploit that by stepping up in the pocket. Um, but these pocket passers that just sit back and try to dink and dunk and pick you apart, the defense is going to eat them alive. Um, and, I, and I really do expect another outstanding defensive performance this weekend as well.
1: Now, see, hold on a minute. Hold, hold, hold I'm not saying a defense couldn't take the Ravens. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is Flacco, he didn't even fight. Like this dude's supposed to be a Super Bowl champion. He's supposed to be, you know, one of the top ten quarterbacks in the league, and Blake Bortles made him look like second, like he was second rate trash. Okay, that, that's all I'm saying. Is he did he didn't have a chance to fight? You no, know, anybody, anybody's got a chance to fight. We're we're in the NFL now, not not this ain't college where you know FSU gets beat by NC State or something dumb like that. Okay, we're in the NFL. <laughs> okay. Uh, everybody everybody in this league knows how to play the game. And Flacco, I think he was hurt. Do I think our defense could have put up the same performance? Sure, I think they could. But at the same time, after like midway through the third, oh, man, get me out of here. I'm done. I mean, he,
2: you got to look at the, the. the I mean, and I, and I get what you're saying with it being the NFL and um, everyone coming to play and everything. But when your team and your defense is playing to an, a different level and there's nothing you can do about it, Like, absolutely nothing. I mean, we've been watching the Jags. I mean, everyone's been watching the Jaguars, you know, for quite some time and been a fan and and has seen that team that comes out and can't get anything right. Like, if they were to sit on a bicycle, they would probably fall off of it. They can't get anything right. They can't get any throws right. I I mean, Blake threw an interception off of a dude's foot last year. Trying to throw the ball away. Like one of those games. And that's the game that Flacco had or Flacco had that he could not do anything right. Nothing was going right. No matter what, they could have took this guy out and put some smelling salt and an IV in him and he still would have gotten the game and threw another interception.
0: One stat I really liked that I read before we got on, Joe Flacco finished with minus one yards in the air, meaning twenty-eight total yards came after the catch. So if you want to talk about a complete, like once you add the context to it in terms of how completely miserable that, that game was, it, it was bad.
1: The defense is playing lights out. It's no no question. We got, you know, and I know you're big on the PFF and I think Jalen was ranked number one corner in the league right now through three games. I think PFF is just what it is, PFF. Uh, but I think we got the two top corners in the league. And I also think... Uh, Gibson is actually playing very well. Um, there there aren't too many busted coverages that we, we've been having. Uh, I think we had one against Tennessee, and that's it, compared to last year. And that's just all related to scheme, man. Scheme and coaching. Uh, they definitely made some changes this week, and it showed. Um, yeah, and I, also, man, you got to go into, you got to give the linebackers the credits, too. I mean, I think Miles Jack right now
2: either is um, tied or second in uh, for tackling, uh, for the Jags. So uh, you know, shout out to that. And and then also he was a huge preseason concern. Huge preseason concern with him uh with with Pause taking over, taking back the middle linebacker spot or whatever that, that happened in training camp. And then, you know, there was a couple plays a couple plays during the preseason where he may have been behind or one one step behind. You guys gotta look at it like this. That Miles Jack before he had the knee surgery and before his knee was an issue, he was a top ten uh, you know, prospect in the draft. So you give a guy a year to get a playbook down, um, give him some time on special teams to get adjusted to the to the field and everything, and he's literally running people down left and right. So you got him and Telvin, two of the fastest linebackers in the league right now, and, and Telvin, he's bringing, when, you know, when he comes to you, he's arriving in a bad mood. So, um, I mean, the, the linebackers are playing awesome too. And I think um, Telvin has an interception too this year, right? Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. does.
0: Yeah, Miles Jack uh, ranked 15th in the entire NFL with 24 combined tackles, 17 uh, total with uh, 7 assists and, and in sack. So, Miles Jack playing pretty well. I guess that makes him first on the team if he's 15th in the NFL, so that's pretty good. Um, and that is pretty interesting, too, because I remember the big talk in preseason, like you said, was that he was actually struggling and wouldn't play that well. So, one thing that you mentioned, Derek, when we were chatting at work a little bit earlier is that his big uh, thing that really helps him is is, is speed.
1: Yeah, one thing i I picked up on and me just being football nerd uh, with the formation, with the nickel formation, the Jags are running and other teams are doing it, but I saw the Jags do it a lot on Sunday on third down. They still run a nickel for the most part, depending upon what the offense is running at four-two-five, But if they're on, like if the ball's on the left hash, they got Telvin on that side. They put three down linemen like right in front of Telman and then they leave a gap and then they put, and Gakwe or somebody opposite, like on the on the uh, right shoulder of the left tackle. So, and then with Jack right there in the middle, yeah, he's susceptible to a block, but it's also to make sure that, especially in passing downs, that he can run out into the flat and cover the back or, you know, if the tight end comes across uh, in motion so that, you know, to take advantage of his speed to make up the ground for being all the way on the opposite side of the field. I know that sounds kind of weird trying to explain it, but it definitely, you know, a team will say, well, let me just throw the, the running back out to the flat or run a little slip, get some space, one-on-one matchup. Well, that works most of the time, but when you got a linebacker that runs sub-4-4 and the DBs are out there, you know, and they're holding their own, don't get me wrong, but then all they got to do is just sit there and just hold them there, and then here comes Jack crashing down on their screen or their bubble or whatever they got going on on that side, so... That's coaching right there, man. Another another crazy
2: thing, too, is they're plus five in the turnover ratio, and they've got 13 sacks. Like, when can you think of the last time this team has had 13 sacks through the first three games? Like, that's, that's wild. That's wild. 13 sacks in the first three games?
1: That's nuts, man. I was in high school, I think. That was uh, late 1990s. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't date yourself. Hold <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's that's
0: a good kind of uh, shift in talking about the total overall defense because uh, Jalen Ramsey and Boye both had picks in that game, but Ramsey also had the comment, I don't remember if it was before or after, I think it was after, uh, straight up, and I want to expound on this a little bit too because I found kind of a flaw that that makes me a little curious as to why this, this is, and I'll mention that in a second, but Ramsey said we're the best defense in the league. Do you agree?
1: You know, I, I would say he's got a-, a lot of evidence to support that, you know? Sacks. Six solid defensive linemen, two corners that both of our corners would start on any team in the league right now, hands down. Both of our corners would be would start. I I, I mean I would I would say you know besides besides defense besides Denver's defense,
2: um Denver. Maybe uh, Minnesota, they're looking really good too. Xavier Rhodes is cut from that same uh, that same cloth that uh, Jalen Ramsey is cut from. I won't mention the school, but if you're <laughs> a fan, that you know that they're both cut from that same cloth along with the Telvin Smith t- uh, cloth as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, honestly, I-, I need to see more consistency from them to be for him to say that they're the, you know, the, the best he- defense in the league. I mean, you-, you see what they did against Houston. Okay, great. Um, completely laid down against Mariota. Then you bounce back against uh you know Baltimore. There's gotta be consistency going forward. The schedule's not that hard. The schedule's not that difficult. So if he's gonna be able to and, and this defense is going to continue to flourish like it has been, when it comes time to play your Cleveland's, your, 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 your Jets. Uh, when it comes time, to, you know, to, to play those teams that you should be winning, you need to win. And then when it comes time to, when you when you put up a fight against your Pittsburghs, your Seattles, you need to literally show that you can take a punch. You know, come back and then continue to to, to come back and gut check time. You know.
0: Well, the one thing that kind of stood out to me that I was hoping that maybe from an X's and O's perspective, you guys could shed some light on is that the Jags are, are their second in overall defense right now. Uh, I think the Panthers are the only team ahead of them. Um, in passing, we're the number one rated defense, but in rushing defense, we're ranked 28th. I mean, I know it's a small sample size and it's only, you know, three games, but it's kind of weird because two of the three, we had substantial leads. And so more often than not, you'd think you'd see a lot less rushing in, in those instances and more passing. Uh, so why do you think there's such a weird imbalance between the, the passing and the rushing defensive rankings at this point,
1: Henry and Mariota, especially Mariota. Because there were a lot of times where he ran for first down, especially on third down. I think on ten ten on their morning show, they were saying that the Jags didn't get enough pass rush on him. Actually, we did. We got good pass rush, especially in Gakwe. The problem is Mariota can escape and run just as fast not only as our linebackers, but as our DBs. Yeah, but
0: here's the thing. I thought that maybe that would be heavily weighted in, in that ranking, but that number, that 28th, is based on yards per game. So that's an average over the three. So was that one game heavily weighted versus the other in terms of overall yardage? I mean, I'd, I'd have to go back and look.
1: Uh, yeah, that's the only way to really tell. You have to look at it and see what the uh, the team stat was for that particular game, which, hold on a second, I'll tell you here in like two seconds.
2: Another thing, too, is that um, you know when we're talking about stats – as far as the run goes they're giving up an average 4.8 yards a run uh you know a, a carry and i don't and, that, and like you said it is a very small sample size uh with it being three games you know being just you know, mariota and uh derek henry um, and uh what's the other running back that they have there demarco, DeMarco murray. murray yeah, yeah. Have, having their way uh, against the team and so and then houston they they had a couple uh you know of decent runs you know they rattled off a couple you know six seven eight yard runs you know in that game against uh, you know the Jags as well so I mean it's a small sample size only because it's three games and you had that run that that terrible showing uh, of run defense against against Tennessee but I don't see New York being uh, being a very big run threat at all I mean uh, their're running backs out with a turf toe turf toe injury and they just picked up a guy that's probably working at a gym. <laughs> you know, to, to to play on
1: Sunday. So I don't see them being an an entire threat at all from the run game. So Corey, really what it's from is it's a combination, believe it or not, of the Ravens and the Titans. Ravens had 134 yards rushing, and most of that came on that last drive. Hmm. Remember where they, where they scored? They ran the ball very well on that last drive. Um, they only had 52 yards passing. And then with the Tennessee game, they had like 170 yards rushing on 5.4 yards a carry or something crazy like that. So, and I know we're just sitting here reading stats, but basically, you know, most of it's probably, or half of it's garbage time, you could say, and another half of it's just Mariota and Derrick Henry.
0: Well, I was going to say, because if you pull up the passing rankings that were first, that's that's based on yards per game, at least what I was looking at. So yeah, the Baltimore game definitely helps towards that effort for sure, because um, that's pretty awful. But um, Yeah. And then in terms of uh, sacks, like JK3 said, we're leading the league in sacks right now with 13, which is a really super cool feeling because I feel like that hasn't happened in uh, a while for sure. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just thought that was kind of an interesting statement. I I didn't know if I was to attribute Ramsey's statement to uh, an actual assessment or just kind of that normal uh, overconfidence that uh, that he tends to have from time to time. I know how we talked in the last game that Saxonville was dead, but uh, based on the Baltimore game, obviously based on the fact that we're talking about them being first in the league in Sax as well, I mean, that's probably not really the case, right? Maybe we were a little scared off a little bit by that loss. No,
1: like, like JK3 mentioned before, and, and, I'm, and I'm telling you now, it's we, we we had it. We had Mariota. Had, had, if Mariota had been a two-left-foot, flat-footed quarterback, we probably would have had three or four sacks. But he's not. And he's smart. So he was able to get away from a lot of things. Um, And that comes with coaching. They should have known good and well you can't just line up and rush him. Okay? He's going to get away. He's going to break it down. And he's going to make plays. So I know we're talking two games ago, but, you know, glad we don't have that coming up this week with the Jets. Um... You know, we got a a flat footer on our hands. So hopefully we're able to get some sacks this week. The the real test, the the real test really comes for this team.
2: Um, You know, not looking past the Jets because you can't really look past any opponent here in the the NFL any given Sunday. But the real test comes October 8th against the Steelers. That I mean, that's a a game that I've had circled on my calendar for a while. Antonio Brown, uh, Latavius Murray, um, Big Ben that's going to be a, a a really a really big game for them
0: Well, that's that's interesting to bring up, actually, because what I did is I pulled up the schedule and I was kind of curious as to because that seemed to be a theme in week one and in the prior week that unathletic quarterbacks are kind of slow or or pocket passers or guys that we can maybe uh, pick on a little bit more when it comes to pass rush. So, you know, we have McCown this coming week, who I I would say he's 38 years old, so I I wouldn't say he's considered to be super mobile by any means. Roethlisberger, I mean, he's a little bit older, too. Is that a guy that we can kind of exploit when it comes to pass rush and sacks? Well,
1: no, because he's 6'5, 235, 45 pounds. He's big and he's strong. And when you have like one of the top two receivers in the league, that's going to be a big test for Ramsey. I'm excited to see that because that's basically going to see we're going to find out what he's really made of. Because if he wants to be on our island with Antonio Brown, hey, good luck, man. I I hope you win because I'm a Jags fan and I want to see you do well, but good luck. Um, and 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 piggybacking on the Josh McCown thing, uh, he he's the first game, I mean, he
2: had a 66.7 uh, completion uh, rate, which is, you know, all right. But the last two games, man, his his uh, his, his rating has been like 114, 126 um, against the Dolphins. They surprisingly beat the Dolphins, 249 yards, a touchdown, 78%, uh, you know, passing. Um, you know, same thing against the Raiders, uh, 114 passing complete, but they, the Raiders really stomped them. So he's not playing bad. You know, it's just that uh the defense has got to show up on sunday uh they've got to continue to bring that momentum they got to continue to bring what they brought to houston um you know what they brought to london uh, and they've got to take what they brought to uh you know both of those games and to 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 the jets
0: and kind of so and, and i'll kind of hush about this but you got andrew luck twice coming up in the in the future he's kind of hurt andy dalton and palmer uh later on with with arizona so i mean it does uh look a little uh promising as far as the sack numbers staying a little bit consistent but um like you said the game coming up uh versus the one and two jets a lot of like the local and the national media is essentially calling this like an easy win for us um i know that both of you seem kind of on the same page that that is a little bit of a scary and maybe even a a trap to to fall into
1: definitely a trap definitely a trap man it's you are on the road, you're in the NFL. I mean the Jets can the Jets can beat you. They yeah, they have they have weapons. They have decent weapons. Yeah, their quarterback's 38 years old and he's a journeyman, but they they beat the Dolphins. So they're capable of winning ball games. So we just have to be ready to play. Uh hopefully the the coaching staff will make the proper adjustments. Um they they definitely have a uh a, a uh they have some former jags on there. They got beat uh believe it or not. So uh we should know him very well, especially and Fowler, you know, they let's get after it. Calais Campbell, you know, we already know he's going to bring it. Uh let's get after it and if we can get to that flat-footed quarterback, we'll, we'll definitely have a good chance. Uh anytime you hold an NFL team to six points, uh like Derek you mentioned
2: uh you know, pre-recording, anytime you ho- uh hold somebody to six points, you 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 got your uh, your a kicked that day, <laughs> uh, you know. Any it, it, that that's something that you, you don't want to happen to your team. You won't, don't want to be held within six points, uh, and that's what they did to to the Dolphins. You know, last week. I understand that it's the Dolphins or whatever, but it doesn't matter. They're in their division. They held a division opponent to six points, uh, and, and that shows you that their defense came to play that day. They've got two young studs and the and uh, and safety and. Uh, and uh, at strong safety and free safety back there that they picked up in the draft also. So, uh, I mean, I don't think it's a slouch game. But on the contrary to the Jags, they haven't really showed us what Jags they are yet. You know, from an offensive standpoint, you know, we know that you're going to get a heavy dose of, of Leonard Fournette, but they haven't showed us the consistency yet for us to look past another team. You know what I mean? They're still sometimes they, they continue to be those Jags that we, you know, love to hate. And have the water cooler talk on, on, on uh, the Monday after, especially from the Friday before when the national media gets behind us and the guys on the drill and 1010 or whatever sports outlet you listen to give these guys a fighting chance. Every time someone gives them a fighting chance and it's like, oh, man, we can look past this game, the Jags this, the Jags that, they ended up laying an egg and ruining our Sunday.
0: Well, you know, one thing, uh, and Derek, you mentioned this about the the secondary. So the Jets had forced two turnovers or interceptions for Jake Cutler last week. And a lot of people would say they, him and Blake Bortles probably have real similar uh, style in, in terms of maybe putting the ball in places they, they necessarily shouldn't. Um, so with that secondary, is that going to be a challenge for Blake
1: um, you know it's gonna be a challenge, but with the young secondary, and then they got a a, a bum at corner, um, another one of the Dallas co- old corners that we're going up against. I think it's uh oh gosh I can't remember. His name. I think it's Claiborne. Um, they should be able to pick them pick pick on him. Um, they should be able to do well. You know, full on play action and with his eyes. Uh, with the comparison to like Jay Cutler, yeah they. They try and fit balls into to 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 windows that aren't there. I mean Cutler's a little bit more of a of a jerk than Bortles is, I'd say. (laughs) That's important. As far as the teammate (laughs) No, it it is. It is. And it's because, you know, you want your team fighting for you. You know, the defense feeds off the offense. Our defense I tell you what, we we don't know what jags are gonna show up on Sunday, but here's what we do know. Our defense definitely feeds off our offense. When our offense plays well, our defense is lights out. When they play well and in, in offense is holding the ball, running it, chewing up clock, giving them a chance to rest, come third quarter, beginning of the fourth, our defense is still fresh and they're getting after it. Uh and then when you're throwing interceptions and doing dumb stuff, uh you got corners and and, and DBs hitting guys 5 yards out of bounds. So, uh it, it's definitely we we have the opportunity, we have the tools we have the players. Just if we get the coaching right, we will we'll be looking at another W, but it's it's got to take it's got to take those things. And we got to have a be solid on special teams too. Cuz that's you can lose a game real quick on some dumb special teams blunders. So, we got to make sure we don't forget about that.
0: Okay, and then what about the uh the pass rush versus the Jaguars? Is there going to be any challenges for the offensive line in terms of protection for Blake to avoid having those turnovers in the first place?
2: Um, you know, they drafted uh is it Leonard Williams? Yeah. Right, Leonard Williams. Yeah, sure. yeah, I mean, he's good. He, I mean, you gotta you call a spade a spade. He's good. Um, he can beat, uh, you know, someone one on one. Um, and, and again, if he gets Bortles or, or gets Bortles off of his head, or excuse me, off of his game, gets in his head, uh, you know, rattles him here and there, gets him off his line, uh, it could be a long day. Uh, same thing with their 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 defense. Uh, you know some of their backers. Um, so it's just all about if they can if they can double team him. I don't know what Marone has planned for him. Uh, maybe bring in an extra blocker. Uh, bring Fournette into some pass blocking situations. Definitely uh, Chris Ivory, who will probably have a little bit of added motivation since this is his previous team. So uh, if they can, you know, account for that guy and continue to put Blake in favorable situations where he can make a main read, a check down and throw the ball away the w- or a main read check down for net in the flats, uh, etc. Make it easy on him. It's a it's an easy day at the ballpark for them.
0: All right, and then as far as Josh McCown goes, you know, he apparently if you look at it, I, evidently some of the articles I read, he actually hasn't had that bad of a season so far. But, uh, Derek, what do, you, what do you think about our prospects versus McCown and what do you project the type of game for him to have?
1: Uh, hopefully we have some pick sixes in our future. Uh, I think that we can definitely uh, get to him. But he's a very smart quarterback. He doesn't take too many chances. Uh, that's how he's been able to been a journeyman so long in this league, so we're definitely going to have to stay home. The Jets don't have any real burners. So it's not so much as getting vertical. It's just make sure we get off the field on third down.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with you. Keeping um, keeping Jeremy Curley in check is going to be one of the things that uh, – which should not be a problem for either Ramsey or Boyer. Um, I really don't see that happening. Forte with him being hurt also. Uh, I, I think the, the defensive line and linebackers should have a pretty decent day. But, again, you know, it is the NFL – you, you don't want to write off a team just because of injuries you never know who's bringing what emotional uh you know baggage with them and who who's ready to make a play while other people are slouching around and then
0: as far as predictions to kind of cap it off like I, I know both you guys are a little skeptical in terms of it being a trap game but do and Derek will start with you do you still predict it to be a win and for us to be uh three and one after the the game and done
1: Yeah. Yeah, I definitely do. Three and one is definitely in in the sights. Uh, we should beat them. I'm not gonna say pretty handily, but we should we should win the game. And if we if we no turnovers and just play play ball, just go out there have fun and play ball.
2: I, I agree. Uh, it, it, this will be a big test. I'm really looking at the uh, the defense to have another lights out game. Um, you know, uh, another dominating performance. That's what I'm really excited about. I'd love to see the offense, you know, continue to maintain and Blake become a, uh, you know, even more of a game manager and keep up that passer rating that he's got. I think he's at like 98.3 for the year, which is awesome right now. But, uh, you know, on the end of it, man, I think it's going to be a great trip for, uh, you know, everyone that's traveling for the bold city brigade, all those guys that are going up to, uh, to, to the, uh, to the stadium, you know, go ahead and give them some hell. And, um, yeah, I think the Jags come out 3-1.
0: Yeah, and I've been reviewing, I mean, days worth of uh, game film, and I really think if we really hit the B-gap, uh, that we'll come away with a victory in this one. So... Um, <laughs> got to really hit it hard, though, you know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, one thing that we do want to con- kind And so just kind of wrapping up the Jaguars game and everything, it sounds like we have three wins uh, as far as predictions go, but um, JK3 is currently trying to select his is NHL hockey team, particularly to, to purchase a jersey for. Uh, Iceman, Jacksonville Iceman is definitely the local team that we're going to go with. But uh, what, what was the professional team you think you
2: were leaning towards? This is strictly off jersey looks. I don't know anything about hockey. I know that you have to get the the, the, the puck in the net. But I'm thinking about either going uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, because it's here in Florida, or uh, San Jose Sharks uh, because of the logo. So uh, if anyone has any uh, suggestions, hit me up on Twitter. Uh, i love to go ahead and, and get into it. But this is a completely noob idea for me for hockey, uh, just because I want to get a hockey jersey. Um, and you know my employer uh, provides a really good uh, area for me to get hockey stuff. So I want to try to uh, see if I can pick up on a hockey team just for the jersey so either tampa bay or san jose i've narrowed it down to those two let me know guys yeah and the florida panthers totally ripped off the jaguar shield logo and i was looking at
0: that earlier and that is a total ripoff so uh that's one we're definitely going to mark off for sure um and Derek, i know you're a huge hockey connoisseur so i'm sure you have some insight on that
1: yeah i've been to one game it was great okay in, in tampa uh, I just, I, I can't get into hockey. I, I'm like you with football, man. No offense, but I just don't understand the whole blue line and offsides and all that other stuff. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't get it. So, uh, <laughs> icing the puck and all. Yeah, I, I don't know. So. Maybe one day I'll take the time to learn the rules of hockey. I do know this: if you don't watch yourself in that sport, you will come out of the game with no teeth at all. Yeah, and that's the best part of it. The craziest injuries I've ever seen, and I
0: don't recommend uh, googling this or YouTubing it, or the ones where like the blade like catches somebody in the face. Oh, I don't know if you've ever seen that before, but it's disgusting. And those guys like get up like it's no big deal. It's crazy. Um, but to kind of wrap up: long live the Lizard Kings, long live the Barracudas, <laughs> but the Ice we will root for going forward. They definitely should have changed the names. It's hugely I didn't realize they moved from another city so I get it now but that is a hugely boring generic hockey team name but anyway but we appreciate you guys listening definitely we'll be uh, recording hopefully a little bit sooner uh, after the next game for sure again if you are on apple Podcasts on the iphone or ipad or on your mac we would greatly appreciate a rating and review and if you're not already following us on twitter and facebook please do so and follow our individual accounts uh, we have that listed in the bio on our down by the bank twitter account as well so Um, that's pretty much it for today and we will talk to you guys next time.